Old Free Meds podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network. That's M-E-D-E-D-Media.com. This is the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 26. Your non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or you're changing careers. You are now ready to go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Now, welcome back to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. If this is a recurrent time here, if this is your first time here, welcome. We have uh, 25 other episodes that you can go back and listen to, answering great questions taken directly from the Old Pre-Meds form over at oldpremeds.org. Now, our name says that we're for old pre-meds, but we really share information that can be useful for anyone that is on their pre-med journey. So if you know people that are on their pre-med journey, young or old, let them know about us. I'd greatly appreciate that. Let's go ahead and dig into today's question taken directly again out of the oldpremeds.org form. Rich, welcome back to the Old Pre-Meds podcast. Hello, Dr. Ryan. How are you doing on this splendid day? I'm doing well. It's actually kind of nice out today. I, I enjoy this weather. There you go. Out in, out in Boulder, Colorado. Much better than New York. Ah, don't be this in New York. <laughs> the Mets, remember? Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Um, all right. So we have another awesome question here from Old Pre-Meds. And this one is centered around the MCAT. And it's titled MCAT Conundrum. That's what caught my eye to get this one. So this student took the MCAT for the first time in September, which is a little late, and received scores, obviously, what they saying this week in October. And they looked at the schools that they're interested in, interested in applying to, and only one of them had a minimum percentile listed. And they got a 504, and they're trying to figure out what they should do next. Should they take some time off from work? This is a non-trad who's working full-time and has a family and boys. Um, so they're, they're trying to figure out if, if he should quit his job and study full-time to retake another MCAT. Um, but they also still have prereqs to do, which maybe they should have finished those before they took the MCAT. So lots of, lots of weird nuances here. Um, but I, I guess it comes down to a 504 in the grand scheme of things, what should they do? Well, let, let's, let's start from the beginning with this. And the ultimate rule for MCAT is do not take the test until you are ready. Part of being ready for that is having completed the prereqs so you have at least some foundation in the basic sciences and other subjects for the MCAT. This student apparently didn't do that, and that's certainly one error that people should avoid. The second is timing the exam and when they wanted to apply in the cycle. While September is late, it depends if they were trying to apply that cycle or not. Mm-hmm. If they were trying to, that was be dead in the water at that score. Yeah. Most schools don't have some sort of specific minimum for MCAT. Um, most schools, when they do 
I should go back one step. Most schools, when they screen an applicant, don't even screen the applicant. That is, you can get a secondary application just from noting the school that you're going to apply to. You can get the secondary application the moment your application is transmitted to the school. They've never seen your scores yet. Mm -hmm. And they may have some sort of minimum screening to send you a secondary and probably over a 500 on the MCAT total would meet that plus what else. Most of the schools probably have some formula that takes your GPA, perhaps weighting it by term, and then the MCAT and come out with a minimum score to review somebody or not. That's my guess how most schools do it. It should also be noted that virtually every school has what I refer to as the reject review step. That is an application that does not make their minimum scores. They physically review the application by somebody and they want to see, is there an issue? Was this person, you know, in a car accident, missed two years of college? Was this person, which I literally had when I was doing this kind of stuff, did they watch their roommate jump off the roof and kill herself? Mm. That could affect someone's grade. So that, that can, <laughs> so that can go back and be reviewed because there is really a mitigating circumstances for what's going on. The so so first is having redone that, assuming that most schools do not have some sort of standard minimum, I would think that from what I can tell in the new MCAT, and I am not an MCAT expert, it's not my area that I tend to work on. A 125 on each section should be considered about the minimum, 124, 125 per section. Um, I would be more worried with a score of a 504 that someone did very poorly on one of the sections as opposed to the overall score. Now, the question is, how do you succeed on the MCAT with a, with a case like this? If you're working full-time and two boys, um, you may have to consider as you did quit your job and study for the test full time again. Um, you can include MCAT prep over a longer period. There used to be, for example, one of the major testing companies at one point ran a six month review course that met once a week. And for working non-trads, that was not a bad idea. You started in say the fall semester when you started your classes and you were ready to take the spring exam. And you could probably do that as well with an online course or your self-study. But whatever method you pick, you need a disciplined study routine. If you feel that you need to quit work to do that, that may be one option. Hmm. But that has other impacts, logistics to your family as well. But again, do not take the MCAT until ready. Um, ready means the prerequisites. Ready means having prepped. Ready means having taken practice exams. And most importantly, which people don't seem to get, ready means you feel confident to go in and take the exam. You should feel that comfortable. It's, a, it's almost like a sports team. You need to have your head game there or you will not do well. Yeah. And you need to have that head game not ready the day before the exam, you need to have that ready a couple of weeks before the exam. You've gone through your content review. You've been now doing practice exams for a month. And now two weeks before the exam, you are solid. You are ready. You are ready to go. That's the way I suggest you do it. It's such a fine line, though, because we type A pre-med students 
we, we can fall into a trap where we're never ready <laughs> and we've rescheduled the test three times already. It's so hard. I, I, I'm getting paranoid questions from people who haven't taken the exam yet. What do I do if I need to avoid? What happens if the, the computer malfunctions during the exam? <laughs> I, I, did you have a problem? No, I'm just fearful. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'm going through worst case scenarios here. <laughs> By the way, on, on one of the form systems, my signature file is from an old Buffalo Springfield song that says, paranoia runs deep into your heart, it will creep. <laughs> <laughs> this year seems to be worse than more. I'm not sure if it's the political activity in this country is also bringing out neuroses elsewhere, but something is going on. Blame, blame Donald Trump. I like it. Um, I'm going to mention a, a, a service here that we normally don't talk about products or services really on this podcast, but that for some reason, this one popped into my mind. And this is a new service for the MCAT called Cram Fighter. And what Cram Fighter does is that you log in and it's a, it's a paid service, but it's relatively uh, inexpensive. But you tell Cram Fighter what study materials you have. You tell Cram Fighter how much time you have until your test. You tell Cram Fighter how much time per day that you have to study. And Cram Fighter runs that all through their algorithm and spits out a study schedule for you so that you can keep track and stay on task, which I think is, is always uh, the biggest first step is actually creating a plan. And so Cram Fighter does that for you. So it's kind of cool. I've had a couple students look at it and use it and, and they really liked it. So uh, I, don't get, I don't get any money from them to say that. So just go check them out. I'm just taking a quick look at it myself for the first time, and for a non-trad who's working, it may be worth that fairly small price to do so because they do need that plan. It's it's discipline in getting their stuff together, so this would yeah. be a good start. Yeah. All right. So have a plan if you want to retake it. We don't think maybe that you'll have to, but whatever. That's our advice. All right, I hope that sheds some light on the MCAT, some minimums, when to take it, all kinds of good information, some basic stuff that you should know as you prepare uh, when you're going to take the MCAT and how to best prepare for it. And that's it. If you loved today's episode, I hope you subscribe to the show. If you don't subscribe, I highly recommend you do. Go to oldpremeds.org slash subscribe. And if you're on your mobile device, that'll take you directly to the podcast app on an iOS device or Google Play Music on your Android device, which now has podcasts built in, which is awesome. If you loved this episode, I would love for a rating interview in iTunes. Medical, or go to opmpodcast.com slash iTunes to leave that rating and review. And... I hope you join us, as always, next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast and the Medical School Headquarters.